If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, September 21st. We are recording this from our home studio. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for our little backyard. It is so little. It's a little backyard, but it's a backyard, and, and with the weather being cooler the past week, uh, the dogs have been enjoying being outside more. Actually, I take that back. The dogs... Are, they're fine even when it's a million degrees, but because we have barkers, I don't ever like to put them out there and keep the door closed. Right. You know? Because you may have to yell. Right. So, and the door to the backyard is right next to the kitchen, but with the weather the way it has been, when I came home yesterday for lunch, I just let them out, mm-hmm. kept the door open. There's a nice breeze. I could see and hear them. Lily was super excited because she got to go with me to school drop off. And where else did she go? She ran errands with me the other day because it was finally cool enough to where I could keep her in the car if I had to get out and go somewhere. Did she bark? Did she bark at the carpool people if Sadie's not in the car? She did not bark. She looked interested, like her ears went up and she kind of stuck her nose out to smell like Mr. Bill, who who is gets Elliot. Does she ride in in, or I make her ride in the front because then I can control her. I mean, to the extent that you can control dogs, I can grab her crawler and I said. Lily, don't you bark at Mr. Bill because she was thinking <laughs> yeah. about it, you know, where she's yeah. like, you start to hear a faint little growl. And I'm, I know she's thinking about it, but she's trying hard because she knows I'm going to yell at her. Right. And he was like, don't worry, I get barked at all the time. So. Because uh, I I took that, I made the mistake once of taking Ellie to drop off and I had both dogs with me. And the, say, I, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Sadie's just the instigator. So Sadie will Sadie's see. Sadie's the guy in the bar fight that likes to get the first punch in and then disappear. Right. You know, he, he Sadie likes to start the fight. So we come around the corner and Sadie sees a bunch of kids and people and just the excitement that's going on. So she barks three times and then Lily says, we're bark. This is a bark party. And then Lily just loses her mind. <laughs> and then Sadie starts to lose her mind because she forgot that she started it. So now she thinks there's something that has to be barked at, but there's nothing. Yeah. So I'm glad when um, it's much quieter when Lily goes alone. I think I'm hyper paranoid about our dogs barking at people. And I don't know if it was like our last neighbors that really like freaked me out, but I am so paranoid that our dogs are bad because they're barkers. But I think more people than I think have dogs that bark. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm like, oh no, don't bark. But dogs bark. Right. A lot of dogs bark. And I think I just get caught up in that. But a lot of people have dogs that bark. It's 1000% from our last neighbors who created such drama over our dogs that it, it has ruined us. And you know what? I think we have to, I think we acknowledge it right now and then we move on because I want you to consider something. Before we lived in that house with the neighbors who hated dogs, we lived for a year, for a year and a half in an apartment with two dogs, a two bedroom apartment with two dogs that we would take for walks around the community. We would take for walk. It was at where Truist Park is. So there would be baseball games going on, right? Mm -hmm. They bar. We never. We didn't, we would hold them, we would hold them because we didn't want them to, you know, scare anybody, like, you know, lunge at anybody or anything. But we never felt 
anxiety. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's a thousand percent those people. So we just have to, we have to acknowledge that and then just move on from it. Yeah. Um, my name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for restaurants that make big servings of things. Every, so I can you mean have, American restaurants? American restaurants. No, like I went in to, um, there's this like cafe down the street from us. And I went in on Monday to get what I was hoping for. I was hoping for a Greek salad. I super love this one restaurant's Greek salad. It's so good. It's all about the dressing. Um, and they didn't have it, but they had like to go what was labeled like a cup of chili, I think, but I bought it and it's lasted me all week and it's so good. And it's keeping me in the fall mood and putting me in just a fantastic headspace. I love it. And I love that I don't have to think about it. And I just have food that I take to work. I will say though, (laughs) do you ever look at the food, um, the community fridge in our office and look at what other people are having for lunch? No. I do it every day. I love it. It's like my favorite thing to do. Like I can tell like who's on a health kick. You know, I can tell. But I don't know who, I see the food that's in there, but I don't associate it with anyone. Oh, I do. So I'm like, okay, that person is definitely on a health kick or they newly started meal prepping because their meal prep container is like perfect. Oh yeah. And that's like the first week where it's like perfect everything, like perfectly fits in the thing. Um, And (laughs) then there's the person who grabbed half of their toddler's ham sandwich. Whatever was left. On Whatever the way was the left. House. Yeah. That's what they're having for lunch. Um, there's always like the yogurt people, which I feel like are usually women that eat yogurt for lunch and that's it. And they just keep like, there's yogurt people. There's an, a, there's a big office. There's a, one of the bigger groups in our workspace is, I think they're all, I call them sales bros. They're the guys who can just sell anything. Jeff wishes he was, he was, in the office with the sales bros. Nope, different office. Oh, different. Okay. You're talking about the chart, the chart group. There's this, yeah, the chart group is like catty corner from us. I'm pretty sure they work in sales, but they have very whiteboards with perfectly like straight lines showing commissions and all of this stuff. And their office is perfectly tidy and it's color coded. The board is color coded. These are mm-hmm. like Jeff's kind of people. Every time we walk by it, Jeff's like, I just love them. And there's, I think there's three guys who work in there and, and one, one woman, one woman. Yeah. And it's shocking that it's that put together Yeah, with it being more the, the, the you know, being a three to one ratio of men to women. The mm-hmm. one I'm talking about is uh, at the end of, one of the halls and one of the big offices, there's a bunch of guys who I think it's all guys, but they all work out. I've seen them in costume before. They're just the dudes. They're the fraternity guys, right? Yes. Who have left college, but they're still adhering to the fraternity lifestyle for a few more years. Mm-hmm. And, and their fraternity is now their coworkers. Mm-hmm. They every day for lunch, um, I mean, between the four of them, when they're sitting at the table in the in the lunchroom, probably have a dozen hard boiled eggs. You know, they're those people. Yeah, wash it down with a protein shake. Right. You know, probably have a handful of chia seeds or something. Yeah, they always leave the office with their gym bag, and like yes. they've obviously changed into their gym clothes. Um, yeah, I admire those guys because I'm like, how efficient is your day? I like uh, that. Also, I bet they don't. Like, I don't know if they have, I don't know. They just have a very efficient schedule. I'm very impressed by them. I, something happened and I would like to recognize you, Callie, for the past 
two or three weeks, a switch is flipped in you like nothing I have ever seen before. And it's, it's one of three things. Either you've just decided to kick imposter syndrome in the butt, right? Or it is you and I got into some argument or discussion or whatever a couple of weeks ago where we were both really frustrated mm-hmm. and I, or it's a, well, I'll show him thing mm-hmm. or it's second trimester. Um, okay. So here's, I think it's a combination of things. Okay. Okay. I think. Cause I would say, I just, I, I don't know if I've said this strongly enough. It has been remarkable to watch and it has made me feel like I need to step it up. Because <laughs> I'm so productive? It's not about productivity. It's about being a boss. It's about just taking care of business. Yeah. It's yeah. about, hey, this issue has come up. And without discussion, normally we're big discussers. Yeah, we are. We're, we get mired in analysis. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's talk this through or whatever. You've just been making decisions and going with them. Um unapologetically. Yeah. Well, one, and I think it's great. I think the studio really has been the studio that we're opening really has been largely my project. I mean, it's our project, but it's something that you really let me roll with and you trusted me with it. And I feel really proud of it and seeing the reaction of people that are walking by or our friend Ashley came by yesterday and she was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I think it's kind of given me, a like a little dose of confidence because I feel feel like I've been lacking confidence and asking you for your opinion before I decide things and I don't need to do that. Like I just need to make decisions and go. Um, And then the second thing was that I think Ellie's in a place where she's more independent now. She's also in school till two instead of noon. And that gives me so much more time. Like my I always felt like I was under a time crunch to get things done in the three hours she was at school before. So I think she's a little more self-sufficient. I also think that it's second trimester. And I also think on top of that, um, I'm really motivated to not have to get another job because I really, I mean, we have been surviving on our own since February and I'm really grateful for that. So I think there's like a fire under my butt to make sure this company works like now so we can keep doing this. And, um, you know, I did something the other day that was a confidence booster that I wasn't going to talk about on the show because I feel like everyone's going to judge me for it, but I'm going to roll with my confidence and tell you what I did. Okay. At CNN, I had a title. I was, you know, talent executive assistant or whatever. And for years, I was going back and forth with them to say, change my title because this isn't what I do every day. It's just not. And it's not that I was like offended by the title or thought I was above it or anything like that. I just didn't feel like it was representative of the things that I was doing. So I was writing our bios for the website. And I I asked I, I this is something I never realized, so I want to share this because it was enlightening to me as someone who never had a proper corporate job. Right. Because you had an agent negotiating your. I had an agent, but I also I worked in radio. There was n- the corporate. I was not in any sort of management. Mm-hmm. 
right? And there are no departments and department head types of situations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had bosses, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you don't have, if you don't work in that, this is going to be as surprising to you as it was to me. But Callie's title, executive talent assistant, came with parameters and she would max out on how many promotions she could get mm-hmm. and how many. So you could go from assistant talent executive to talent executive to senior talent executive, and that's it. And then the raises stop as well. So when you're advocating, getting a new title is not just bragging rights. It's also it's advocating for a higher salary bracket. Or the ability to get a promotion or the ability to be seen by other departments. And huge companies like Warner Brothers Discovery can only run with structure. Like that's how they have so many people on their team that they have to have structure. So I get it. There's just no flexibility when it comes to, you know, redesigning your job title isn't asking for a different job title and having someone change it on your email signature. Like it's... It is years of going back and forth and trying to get in the whole system a new title created that doesn't exist. There's a lot of, and it's not political at all. It's purely scientific with how they create job descriptions. Like you can't at a large company just make up a job description. You don't have to keep defending them. I was just, I I, I wasn't knocking it. What that? I was over explaining it. Yeah. I just was saying that it was shocking to me that it, that, that those parameters existed. They'd make sense, but I was shocked by it. So here's what I did. I was writing our bios this week and you have said to me forever that the bios between me, you, and Steve, who's our other leader at 1022, are really impressive and we've done some really cool things and we need to be better at articulating them. So I wrote my bio not based on my title and just title dropping. I wrote it based on what I actually accomplished. So I said for, you know, seven years, I managed three of the on-air talent and listed like what I was able to do with them because that is actually what I did, not what it says on the you know, on the corporate web or whatever. And I Uh think it gave me a kind of a little boost of confidence. We need- So highly suggest that, by the way. And I changed my LinkedIn profile to have a different title that I wanted because you know what? What is the company going to do? Come after me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I did the work. I didn't lie about the work. I just, yeah. So I changed it on my LinkedIn too. I was like, okay. We've had a really, it's been a really big 1022 week. Huge. And the, actually, it's been a really big 1022 month mm-hmm. um, with the launch of Calling Home. Uh, found out yesterday that Moshe's podcast, Mo News, was written up in Forbes. Um, As an industry disruptor, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Carpool. The Carpool hosted a auto show that mm-hmm. was a huge success. There's something else with one of our shows... Well, Whitney charted at number four, which is amazing. Yeah. And there's uh, something else. Was so there were just, um, th- there's a significant number of, we need a, a hype person. We need someone who can take all of those things and help us spin them and put them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think we're just moving so fast. 
So kudos to us. It's been a good month. Yeah, it's been a really good month. I read an article. And, yeah, and I know there's people listening right now going, okay, great. Good for you guys. How about the voicemails? Can you do the voicemails? Right. And if it makes you feel better, we're, we've invested more money in our company the past month than we've ever invested since its inception. So I'm not going to buy a yacht anytime soon, but hopefully our investments will pay off and it's cool to see the, um, the fruits of our labor. Um, okay. So I was reading an article in the LA times. Like I frequently peruse a bajillion news sites and I saw something that I thought was really interesting, especially considering that we are going, we're about a month away from going on a Disney trip. Exactly a month. We're going one month from today. Our first Disney trip as a family and our last trip as a family of three. And it was saying that there's a reason, a scientific reason that people are so obsessed with Disney and why people go there multiple times. Have you ever heard this? Mm -mm. Okay. So they know and have done the research like, or read the research that good experiences and good moods and all of that, you use all five of your senses. And that's what really connects people is like using all of your senses. So yeah, they make it pretty. It's really clean, whatever. But they have something that's called a smellitizer machine. And they pump out. This sounds this sounds Willy Wonka made up. Are you it's sure not, you weren't reading not. The Onion? It is from Disney itself. Okay. Um, in a 2017 interview. But they pump out familiar and smoothing scents to people um, in these machines to get you, like, so you're using all of your senses and you're calming down. Like, the smells calm you down and they make you happy. So they're physically altering your brain by yeah. making you happier, like making the, you know... Uh, like thing happier. And some people are like, okay, it's brainwashing. It's, you know, overkill, it's whatever. But I don't think it is at all. I think it's great. So they, smells are linked with memory and the scents bring people back to the parks whenever they get a whiff of the aroma that reminds them of- Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yep. then, so yeah, it smells a chemical sense. And- I think smell, for me, a smell- is the most, scent is the most triggering of the five senses. I could smell uh, something and think, oh, that smells like whatever, the, you know, barbecue chicken that my dad used to make growing up that Mm -hmm. I loved. That smells like my first girlfriend's perfume. You know what I mean? It triggers stuff where- It's crazy. I was sitting next to a There's a chance my first girlfriend could walk in the room and I wouldn't know who she was, but if somebody walked in wearing her perfume, I'd be like, oh, I think- That that was my first girlfriend. I um, was at a restaurant the other day and a guy near me, not even next to me, like he walked by my table though, and he had the same aftershave as my grandpa. No. And it just took me to this like whole different place. So anyways, Disney is literally slowing people's heart rate down and reducing people's cortisol levels when they're there. And that's why so many people are obsessed with going back to Disney. I would like to make a Disney observation that I have said for years and people don't, people don't believe, people think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. But if, and you'll know this because we're going to Disney and it's your first time as a grown up. I've yeah. been dozens of times, mm-hmm. right? Um, everything, virtually all of the food in the park is fried, right? right? Chicken, chicken tenders, French fries with every meal, fried fish, that type of thing, right? Corn dogs, probably. Yeah. Guess what? Think about this. Next time you're at Disney, all of you, everybody, you never smell fried grease. You never smell fried. You never smell fryer grease. Yeah. 
It's fascinating. And I've pointed out- It's like a out. casino where they're pumping in air and you know what I mean? Like it's- Yeah, but it's on a Disney level because they're pumping in air outside. Right. Literally. Some of my most fond memories of school lunches or, you know, eating lunch when you're a kid are the like pre-packaged things that, you know, have like a cookie dumped in frosting or like a little sandwich kit or, you know, whatever it was. It was so cool when we were little. And now I walk right by it at the grocery store because I know how many horrible ingredients go into it. And I don't want Ellie eating that. So- Enter Little Spoon. Little Spoon is bringing back the favorites of our past made with none of the junk. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Yes, you heard that right. You can have Little Spoon in your life for years to make mealtime healthy, tasty, and easy. Ellie has been drinking their smoothies for a little while. She absolutely loves them. When she was a baby, we did some of their baby blends. But here's what they have that's newer. Okay, think old school favorites with new school standards. Their brand new luncher meals are healthier and build it for yourself lunches. Examples of flavors and meals that they have are easy cheesy pizza, chicken dunkers, or chicken nacho dips, all made for junk free with over 10 grams of protein. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 for 30% off at checkout. Everybody knows somebody who has been impacted by Alzheimer's disease and the Alzheimer's Association is moving toward a brighter future for all of those affected, the patients, the families, the friends, the caregivers. They've got events in more than 600 communities and the Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event that raises awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. If you are in the Atlanta area, November 4th, it's happening at the Battery at Truist Park. We would love to see you there. If you're not listening in Georgia, there are events in your community too. Go to alz.org slash walk today and see how you can make a difference. alz.org slash walk. We are closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's forever. But to get there, we need your support. ALZ.org slash walk. And we hope to see you on November 4th. If you were like us, you were always looking for little ways to make your life more efficient, especially if you were in the throes of back to school, because you know what? There's not enough time in the day. You got to be efficient with what you do. Caraway's nonstick kitchenware makes cooking a breeze and a cleanup easier than ever. It is back to school made easy. Now, I first became a customer of Caraway before they were an advertiser on our show. I was looking for a pan that wasn't toxic like nonstick, and that is when I found Caraway. I also loved that their color selections are absolutely beautiful. And so often, if you walk into our kitchen, if you walk in there right now, our Caraway pan is sitting on top of the stove because it looks beautiful um, in our kitchen. So it kind of is like a little staple in our kitchen as well. They also have amazing meal prep containers also in wonderful colors. And once you buy your first caraway piece, you're not going to go back. I haven't gone back in two years now. 
Over 50,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 or use code upside10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I'm very proud, while we're talking about Disney, I'm very proud of this trip because it was virtually all paid for using credit card rewards because we use credit cards in our business. We use credit cards in our personal life. And we've had no reason to cash in rewards for the past two or three years. We've gone on no trips. We've done nothing, right, since Mm -hmm. 2020. So we had all of these reward points built up. and. A year ago, I actually switched our credit cards to get to get one that got more rewards. Mm-hmm. I still felt anxiety cashing them in. Did you? I like, felt, oh, what well, if this is not the trip? What if I should save these? What if I've been looking forward? I cashed them in yesterday. I paid for the trip, the last payment of the trip, the mm-hmm. big payment, right? Uh, yesterday. And I still... I still have that phobia or that anxiety or that whatever. We've talked about how we get a gift card and we're, oh, we're going to save it for a special Or like occasion. a bottle of wine. We're like, no, let's we're save, not open save it for this. what? We, right. have, we have seven bottles of champagne that have been sitting in a closet for seven years. Yeah. That we're just like, we'll save it for something. What's, what's special enough you, than we are a family and we love each other. You there know you where, go. You know where it comes from, I think? Mm-hmm. This is, I've decided I know where it, where it, all started. Yeah. Our grandparents who would go buy the most beautiful sofas and then immediately cover them in plastic. I never did that. Really? Yeah. I always remember having stuff over, especially over the arms, mm-hmm. you know, so the arms of the sofa or whatever didn't get dirty and then the back. Yeah. But they would have, you would go buy a beautiful piece of furniture and then you would cover it with whatever blanket. I remember actually. Well, it is funny too because my grandparents, like, they had the same sofa for my entire life. Like, (laughs) meanwhile, they're chain smoking. They're lighting one cigarette off the other in the house. Um, but we had like it was like the nicer room or whatever, and we couldn't go in the nicer room. Like nobody sit on the couch except for at Christmas. That's the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here are your three random things for today. If you're wondering what foods are most likely to make you sick, the answers are leafy greens. Number one, talked about a lot. That's where the listeria hides. Yeah. They warn you about deli meat, right? The doctors don't say don't eat greens. Right. Uh, Followed by deli meats and cheeses. Uh, Followed by- Deli cheeses too? Yeah, I think anything back there that gets contaminated is just contaminated. Um, So leafy greens, deli meats and cheeses, and then uh, meats in this order, ground beef number one, then turkey, then chicken. That is shocking right there. And then, well, that might be a consumption thing. Oh, that a lot of people don't eat chicken? Well, I just think, don't you think more people eat ground beef than eat chicken? Yeah, or eat ground beef more often than they eat chicken. That's what I mean. Chicken's gross. What? I mean, I love eating it, but chicken, the actual, like raw chicken is disgusting. Um, And then bringing in the the last is uh, our three fruits, peaches, then papayas, and then cantaloupe. Bummer. Yeah. Your second random thing for today is that Americans have spent in the last 12 months, $71 billion with a B 
on impulse buys based on what they saw on social media. And I can tell you from experience, I am one of these people. I would say probably 70% of my life purchases are things that I have bought off of social media. Um, People who impulsively bought products seen on social media in the last year spent an average of $754. Hopefully that's for the year. I was going to say, now purchase. An impulse purchase of $700. Maybe friends with those people. Y'all got to find a different TikTok because you're getting ripped off. All right, and your third random thing is the average woman has over 100 items in her closet and only truly likes 10% of their wardrobe. This is true. One in 10 women are actually depressed when they open their closet, mm-hmm. and 40% of women say they don't like any of their clothes. That is unsurprising information to me. And those are your three random things. You are strong. You are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.